This is Perspectives, the show where a look at how we are different will often end up showing us how much we actually have in common. I'm Condis Presley. On the show today, independent film producer and director Lamont Gann. A year ago, he gave us a sneak preview of his science fiction movie, Returned. And earlier this year, he signed a deal that provided for the national DVD digital release of his film. You can get it at Best Buy, you can get it at Walmart. It's on iTunes, Vudu, Comcast, Verizon Video On Demand, and so much more. And this time he has brought with us a couple of his his friends and co-workers, uh, Teresa Sullivan, who is an actress in the film, and we're going to let her tell you about what she does, uh, and Marlon Mikulski. He is co-writer on the film, right? right? Yes. All right. So we want to say hello to everybody. Let's just, Lamont, start with you and reset for audience where we were a year ago, and uh, tell us about a little bit about the plot of Return. I was teasing about it a moment ago, but we want you really to do it. All right. Uh, a year ago, sat with you. Uh, we were premiering the film uh, a year ago. Uh, we just wanted want to come out and see this project. And now, a year later, we have uh, national distribution on the film through uh, GVN Releasing and Sony Home Entertainment. And, and Novus yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> Can't forget Novus. Yeah. So, but the plot of the film is uh, we have a guy who has cancer. He's dying. He's terminal. Uh, he's headed to New York to get some additional treatment for his uh, cancer. And en route to New York, the, the plane disappears, just disappears. Uh, Twelve years later, he returns. He comes back. He's found floating in the ocean and uh, doesn't know where he's been, doesn't know what happened to him. And uh, once he wakes up in the hospital, he sees someone that he recognizes from the plane he was on, and he goes to them looking for answers in regards to where he's been. And... The FBI is investigating the situation, trying to find out where he's been as well. And uh, from that point, just all types of stuff happens. And Teresa Sullivan, that's where you come in because you play the FBI agent in the film. Tell us a little bit about your character and how you came to work on Returned. Um, thank you, Condis. Uh, yes, my character's name is Jordan Smith. and She's an FBI agent investigating the disappearance of the plane and the reappearance of uh, Ben's character, as Lamont just stated. And um, she's kind of a... You'll see her go through a transition through the film where she starts off very hard-nosed, trying to find out the truth to the story, what's going on. But as the story develops, you start to see a different side of her. So it's really interesting to see the development of that character. How I came to work with Lamont, um, Lamont and I have actually known each other for years. Um, we have a mutual Isn't friend. Isn't that always the way? Yeah, we have a mutual friend. And... Um, Part of his creativeness is he's an artist also. So for a gift, he drew a picture of me. Um, my friend hired him to do that. And that's how we first connected. Then we talked a little bit about, um, I also am a poet. So we talked a little bit about him designing book covers for my poetry. And fast forward 10 years later or so, yeah, he's like dabbling in films and this mutual friend says, you know, hey, you know, Teresa's an actress too, which Teresa really had stopped being an actress <laughs> at that time. And he had a short film that had a small part in it 
um, called No Time for Love. And he cast me in it. And that went on national television um, as well. So um, since we've been partnering up with that, we've just kind of been working together going forward. We have a great chemistry, director-actress chemistry. So it works really well. So Marlon and Lamont, you are a couple of the writers, the creative genius behind the story. Uh, Marlon, tell us a little bit about your process. How how do you guys, you sit in a room and you're like, what if? Uh, does one person develop characters? One person develops story? I mean, I'm just curious. Take us behind the scenes in the writing process. Well, the writing process started with Lamont uh, coming to, my, to coming to me and uh, Victoria Marie, who's not able to be here, uh, V. Marie. And uh, he came to us with a premise uh, at the time when the Malaysian flight uh, disappeared and nobody you know, knew where it was. And everybody was asking the same question, what happened to yeah, it? Yeah, what happened? And um, so we kind of came at the, at the film with that approach, like what if somebody came back? What would be that story? And you know, anything could have happened to it. It could have been terrorists. It could have been aliens, you know, whatever. So we sat. You could have uh, gotten lost like that TV show. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we all sat together and we all just kind of threw out ideas. Our, uh, Victoria had her take on it. I had my take on it. Lamont had his perspective on it. And then we kind of came to a conclusion of what made, what was the most interesting story to tell. So that's that was the approach to to writing the film. And uh, Victoria did a lot of the character developments. I did a lot of the dialogue. So, so when did you discover that you had a knack, a flair, a talent for writing dialogue? As, as, <laughs> I'm sure you write other things as well, but on this particular piece, that was your focus. Yeah. Um, well, my background, um, I'm a uh, offer and uh, I've been writing I've been published uh, a few books uh, now and um, I've been go ahead for, drop the title so that people can go and find your work uh, Pink Palace in stores right now uh, <laughs> you know um, a few uh, books I've written um, Born Sinners uh, Blush uh, Used to Temporary Happiness The Pink Palace and um, and if you're going to characterize your books they would be what I would say uh, African American uh, literature very good that ranges from different subject matters. Um, and of course, Return, we wrote a novelization to this film. Had to. Yeah. <laughs> Too many offers to not to. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that, that was my background. I The way I met Lamont is through a mutual friend, another offer named uh, K. Rowling Williams. And uh, we, we met each other at a party and um, we just kind of kept in contact with each other. And um, it finally came to a point where I was doing a book and I needed a book cover done. And who else did I call but Lamont? He's and, your artist. Uh, from there, we just started collaborating and just grew into doing films. So, Lamont, you're an artist, clearly creative, Creative Genius Studios, your company. What in your head was going on that had you pivot from still images to video images? Uh, well, with the, um, with the book covers, when I was designing them, uh, Kay Rowling came to me and said, Lamont, I got another book coming out, you know, uh, tell tell everyone about it. I'm like, wow, there's got to be a better way to let people know you got a book out. So I got into the book trailers. It was still images, that sort of thing. And uh, I did the book trailers, had a lot of fun doing it. And uh, it got to a point where I was getting hired by other authors to do trailers, but I was putting more of my own money into it. And it was just a natural transgression to go into film. It just And technology happened. now makes things so much easier to do, I would think, and yes. so yes. much more affordable. I mean, as we're doing a radio interview you've got a couple of gopro cameras going in here capturing what we're doing production. so yes yeah. it's always production you never know how you're going to use it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah the, the playing field has definitely evened out and a lot of the stuff that major films are using you know regular consumers have access to it and it's relatively affordable right 
So um, so that's pretty much what it is. Same programs. I can I can watch Star Wars and create some of the same effects that they did in Star Wars at my house, you know, on the programs that I have. So the playing field is definitely even. And if you want to put in the 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 time and the effort uh, and the dedication, you can create some pretty good quality stuff, you know, film-wise. This is science fiction, and science fiction, as you just said, you can watch Star Wars at home, Star Trek at home, multi-million dollar big budget films with yes. all of these special effects. And yes. as you say, it is the technology is such that you can create many of those effects, you know, at a more affordable cost, and then put that time into character and story. How does that impact your art? What happens is once we write the story, we kind of approach it like, let's just put it out there. Don't don't try to say, hey, we we can do this or we can't do that. Let's just write it. Let our imaginations go. And once we get it out, uh, then I, I go to the process of trying to figure out how can we achieve this effect. You know, uh, there was a scene where uh, the main character, is, is, she's on her planet. How can we achieve that, you know, affordably? And uh, the, the best way to do that was the green screen. We, we did the green screen route. And uh, and then I created the, the world around the character. And um, having those programs made it a lot easier to you know, to show people exactly what I was seeing in my head. Uh, the programs are powerful, and they're, they're amazing. They're amazing. I mean, you can really do some wonderful things uh, on a small budget. This is, and, and this was a very affordable film. You did this for... Micro-budget. A micro-budget. I saw how much you put into this film, and I'm, I was, wow. Yeah, it, it was, <laughs> it was um, more passion and talent than money behind it, really. That's what it was. How long was the shoot? How long was it? It yeah. took us a year to shoot the film. We shot primarily on the weekends because we had to accommodate everybody's work schedules. Uh, some Most work nine to fives, but we have some working actors in the film as well. Uh, uh, primarily Blue Kimball and, and Diane Kirby uh, are working actors in this. Uh, so I had to work around their schedules when we made the film. But after a year, we got it done. We took one hiatus yeah, uh, about, to accommodate Blue. Cause about he was, three month hiatus? Yeah, he was yeah. doing a film in mm-hmm. California. But uh, after that year... We spent the following year promoting it, doing red carpet events. When we saw you, uh, we did a lot of uh, sci-fi conventions. Yeah. We got invitations to a lot of sci-fi conventions. Onyx Con. Onyx Con, State of Black Science Fiction Con. Right. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Joseph Wheeler and, the, and Milton, Milton. Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, we got a lot of support from them. And, and all that, we, we got the attention of some distributors. Uh, Marlon, tell us about this this genre of black science fiction. There may be listeners out there who... It's a niche, and your very passionate fans may know about it, but there may be some real sci-fi fans who are African-American sci-fi fans of everything that don't know that your kind of work is available. Well, I, I, I hate to, to label it black science fiction because science fiction is it's science, science fiction, fiction with African-American actors. That exactly. We're, we're and that's, work. And that's, the, uh, that's the angle that we don't see people who represent us in these roles. We usually see us in the other films. <laughs> so to to do a film like this that is really universal and really you can plug any ethnicity into these roles and you'll still have the same story, the same emotion. It just happens that most of our characters and most of our actors are African-American. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. In fact, a lot of folks say there's a whole lot right with that. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. it's 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 um it's also surprising to to see to those who disagree with that notion too. Well, <laughs> apparently there's a lot of that going around these days. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lamont, I don't want to um not have give you an opportunity to talk about how entirely big a deal it is. 
that by being invited to some of the sci-fi conventions, by invite being invited to uh, some of the the film festivals, how you were able to get a national distribution deal for this film. As we said at the beginning, you can get it at Best Buy, you can get it at Walmart. It's mm-hmm. on all of the the wireless services that come on your smart TV, so that you can have access to your quality content right now. How'd you do that? Uh, Without it, giving it away your secrets, easy. but well, of course, <laughs> not, nothing worthwhile ever is. We aligned all the stars. Yeah, we aligned the stars <laughs> and made it happen. But but it, it really came down to just promoting ourselves. We we made a big deal out of it for ourselves, and um and people responded to that. Um, I always tell people, you know, when we do an event, let's make a big deal out of it, and um uh. It might be a small budget, but let's not treat it like a small budget. And when we got offered uh, distribution, they thought we already had distribution. You know, they thought we already had this budget and all these things going on. But um, but really, it came down to just promoting yourself, and and the opportunity came to us. I didn't have to go knocking on doors. We started to. We Marlon and I. We were in Walmart writing right down now. distribution uh, companies right. off the back of the DVDs. We, I was I was poised to do it. And they came to us before I even made the first call. Well, that just take. I was going to say, were you ever discouraged or, or worried that this film wouldn't have an opportunity to reach the audience that, that ought to see it? No, I believed in it. And, and, and the, the artists believed in it, too. And, uh, and I, they put so much into it that um, I wasn't going to stop. Yeah. I wasn't going to stop until I got somebody. If, you know, involved in it. Yeah, you feel almost obligated to because of the, the work and the time that people put into this project to, to do everything you can in order to get it out there. Yeah, yeah. Ther- Teresa Sullivan, tell me about working with these two gentlemen. Um, it's a tremendous experience. Um, now, you, now that could mean all sorts of things. It, exactly. <laughs> and to, to elaborate on that, um, like I said, I was an actress uh, in a previous life. And I've worked with other um, producers, directors, writers, and it was just it's a different atmosphere when you're working with creative genius films, because like Lamont said, the passion carries the project and it starts with him. It goes through to the Marie and Marlon and it comes through the artist that he picks to be a part of this project. And that's the thing that I really um, enjoyed and appreciated about the experience, the camaraderie, the creative synergy that happened with all of the cast and the crew and the directors, the writers. So all of that being said, it was just a tremendous experience in that regard. You know, it is it's a difficult thing to do independent projects um, because of limited resources, budgets, and things of that nature. But when that's not the forefront, when the passion of the project is the forefront, it makes all the difference in the world in the energy and the effort that you want to put in it, being a part of that. Can you tell us if there was a moment when you knew that you, you were in costume and all of a sudden not only were you in the costume, but you truly became Agent Jordan Smith? Was there one particular moment? Um, that's know. a hard thing um, <laughs> because it took them convincing me this this is this is who you are because I I had never done anything um, where I was a cop or anything like that. FBI agent was completely out of my realm, but. I tried to embody so what the kind character. Of, what kind of characters had you played before? Um, before I played, like Marlon spoke to, where we are in those kind of romantic um, comedy, so to speak, or romantic dr- dramas, so to speak. So I'd been the girlfriend. I'd been the protect, the overprotective sister. Um, 
those types of roles I had I had done. Oh, so you'd um, been playing strong black women. You just hadn't yes, been playing this strong but black woman. But not like with, you know, authority to kill kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a great deal of fun. And like I said, I try my best to embody the, the character from day one. But they might have a better perspective seeing it as to when that moment was. I'll tell you when she became uh, Jordan Smith. The, the hospital scene in the very beginning of the film, we shot that last. That was our last scene of, in, of the entire film. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool part about that was at that moment, she had already shot all the other scenes, so she knew who her character was. I mean, she, we did everything. So when we did that scene and she came onto the, the set uh, and she put the FBI badge on and all that, that was Jordan Smith. I mean, that was, yeah. you were her, <laughs> period, right. to me in that scene. Marlon, is that what you had in your mind? I had that scene in particular because that's that's when I thought that she was, that you were the most comfortable with your character in that last scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but for me, when you did the um, the interview uh, with uh, with Ben uh, interrogation interrogation scene, interrogation with, scene. Yeah, yeah, with Ben, yeah, yeah. And, and you two were bouncing off of each other, going back and forth. I I was like, okay, she's there. She's there. She's totally yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. That, I would have to say that that was one of my moments, too, because I think that was my first scene with uh, Blue Kimball that we mm-hmm. had uh, filmed. Yeah. And uh, he is just a tremendous talent. And, you know, we kind of had to get to a point where you're just enraged with each other and infuriated. One's on one side trying to figure things out. The other's on the other side, but still trying to figure things out. And they just, keeping you from figuring things out at and, the same time. Exactly. But, you know, and they just kind of come to a head. And, and I would have to say, if I had to pick one moment, that was a really good moment. So how do you prepare for a scene like that? Especially when you like your coworkers. I know, right. I guess that's why they call it acting. Exactly. What I do personally, um, my preparation for the film started way before we started shooting. Um, I got some friends of mine who were in law enforcement to help me kind of teach me how to hold a gun, that kind of thing. And for a scene like that, you really just have to forget that that's blue sitting across from me and remind yourself that that's been and in your mind as a character, Agent Smith, he has an agenda and it's your job to make sure that that agenda doesn't get um, completed. So I just delve into the character when I, uh, to prepare for those. So you're an actress, you're a writer, you're a poet. You had not been acting much. You'd been focusing on some other things. Now Lamont has pulled you back into this. Uh, did. Did, did the, More did the, like a drag me back in. Every time you think if, you're if you out. don't like it, you can just, you know, I won't ask anymore. Did the bug really bite like you're now wanting to do more things or... You know, what, what What else are you working on? Well, it's it's a funny thing that you asked that question because before the opportunity with No Time for Love with Lamont, one of my very close friends asked me the question of, have you ever thought about doing acting again? And do you miss it? And I said, I love it. That Those moments between action and cut are, they, they, they breed blood through my veins. I love that part. But I told her the grind of finding the work and the auditions and the open calls and the cast, the cattle calls that I had no energy for. And the so, rejections. E- exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the rejection, I didn't so much mind. But um, I told her, I said, well, if there's ever a way for me to continue to do the work without the hassle of finding the opportunities, I would do it in a heartbeat. And then here comes Lamont. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Marlon talked about his books. You've written poetry, and Lamont has illustrated poetry covers for you. If our listeners would like to read some of the things that you too have written, uh, share some titles. Where would we find it? We ha- I have not published yet, so I'm on the cusp of, I'm of doing that. I'm still trying to talk her into it. That is something oh. that he's doing for me, too, yes. Oh, all right, all right, all yeah. right. Uh, so, Lamont, we were talking a few minutes ago about technology and how mm-hmm. it is it has created an opportunity for aspiring filmmakers, working active filmmakers like you, mm-hmm. to produce quality work on a micro budget. But if you don't have the eye, I mean, you can take all of this stuff and make Returned, which is a really cool film. Me, I'm not thinking so. How? What is it that distinguishes between the amateur and the the true professional like you? Uh, for me, it's 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 point of reference. I I, I know a lot of directors that make films, and um, they'll make films, and and they won't have a point of reference. I believe in point of reference because it's like, how can you make a car if you've never seen a car and you've never driven one? You you have to do that to make sure that w- what you're doing is is on point. And uh, for me, watched a lot of movies. I I, I took a movie and I I wrote down you know, all the twists and turns and where the movie escalated, where the effects came in, where the characters were introduced. You have to do that research and you have to do it with several different directors to really get a, an idea of what you need to do when you tell your story. And a lot of the amateurs don't do that. The amateurs sit down and say, hey, I'm going to make a film. I'm going to introduce this guy whenever and I'm going to shoot this point and shoot type of deal. But for me, it's making films. It's, it's an art for me. I love balance. I think I'm a cinematographer as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love cinematography, uh, but it, it's an art for me. So everything has to be balanced. I, I take screenshots from a lot of films. Um, I do a lot of work before we shoot just to make sure the shots are just right and that sort of thing. So I think that distinguishes between the amateurs and the, the ones who really can make things happen, even if you don't have a lot of money and you don't have the, the major equipment. It's like if you have a guitar player who's a genius and he, he records himself on a, on a cassette tape and give it to you, regardless of that cassette tape, you can still tell that that guy on that tape is He has the talent. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, it just it outshines the quality of the tape. So if, if, you're, if you're good, you know, it doesn't matter your, the type of camera you have to me. It doesn't matter. If you're talented, it'll show through and people will see it. I think Lamont has a true artist's soul and an artist's eye. When he's looking through that camera, there's there's a vision that he has in his mind that the rest of us can't see, but it's his goal to make us see it. That is something that's intricate when you're talking about good direction, good cinematography, and that I don't know how you box and give it to someone and say, now you can do this. You know, it sounds as if it's a gift. I mean, and it's... Yes. it's it truly it's a, is. It truly is. It truly is, and not everyone can do it. So what is next for the team? Uh, we are working on a return to... Um, we may not call it return to, but... Yeah, because you left a whole bunch of... I, mean, I had questions. We I'm left just a like, lot on the table. <laughs> I, was, I was like, now, wait a minute. Yeah, we left a lot on the table. Yeah. So the, the question was, what characters do we follow for, for two? And um, it was either follow Ben to some other place, place else right. or, or stay on Earth and follow the the FBI agents. And we decided to follow the FBI agents. Oh, so, so you got some more work to do. Huh? I do. I do. Yeah. Very yeah. excited about it. Go a little just bit deeper. The beginning, yeah. Just the beginning. So we're just about out of time. Reset for us, Lamont, how uh, our audience can can find return because what's your deal is it's pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find Returned uh, in your local Walmart. It's nationwide. Uh, so you can get it there. You can get it at walmart.com as well. 
You can get it at uh, bestbuy.com. You can get it on Amazon, Amazon. as yeah. well. And um, a lot of digital uh, media, whatever your favorite streaming media is, like you mentioned in the beginning of the show, you can you can catch it there as well. iTunes, iTunes, um, uh, Google, yeah, PlayStation, Comcast, yeah. all the platforms. Yeah, yeah it's all, all the platforms. HDs. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, congratulations, because I mean, you have you Thank you have birthed it. You have worked it, you have promoted it, and now you're reaping the benefits of it. Just glad to yeah. see you again. Thank you so much, Lamont Gant. Thank you. Thank you. And hey, can we can we shout out real quick to the cast? Absolutely. Go right ahead. Uh, well, shout out to Diane Kirby. She played three characters in the film. Awesome job on there. Yeah. And you yeah. don't know that she's three people. Yeah. You, yeah. I, she, yeah. That's yes. She did an Skilled. awesome job at that. Yes. Uh, Mr. Blue Kimball. Yeah, our leading man. Lee Thomas Lee. Uh, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Harris. Harris. And uh, Teresa Sullivan. Yeah, she was in it. <laughs> <laughs> and Teresa Sullivan's in the room right now. So, Teresa, good to meet you. Great work. Great nice to, to see you, you. Lamont. Thank good you. to see you. You too. Marlon Mikulski, the co-writer on the film. We'll uh, see you back uh, and talk about two when two's ready. How about that? Absolutely. Look uh, forward to it. All right. Enjoy the holidays, everybody. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Too. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.